Welcome to How to Stop Wanting Him Back, a podcast on not just getting over your ex, but into yourself. I'm Claire, the Heartbreak Coach. Let's make what feels impossible possible. Yep, that was my first wow. musical theater delivery. <laughs> I'm here with my bestie, Jamie McEwen, and welcome to episode 17, Bumble Schmumble. Oh, I am so excited to talk about online dating with my bestie, Jamie. So Jamie is an incredible health coach, and I'll give you all the details on how you can learn more about working with her who she is, what she's all about. But most importantly, she is one of my ride or die bitches living in Los Angeles. And we go way back to high school. (laughs) I think it's because I was a musical theater dork. I mean, God bless me. I couldn't really sing very well, but my parents like put me in voice lessons because they're like, help her. But I have been thinking a lot about how heavy and deep my podcast episodes have been around heartbreak. And I really just wanted to have a lighter, more fun tongue in cheek. It might go dark. It might go deep. It might go heavy. And I really wanted to chat with my bestie, Jamie, because we are single women living in Los Angeles. What, what? <laughs> and Jamie and I just have great conversations about dating in LA and we have hilarious stories and heartbreaking stories as well. And we've been really supportive of each other over the years. And I really was inspired to do this topic because I recently, as I mentioned in the last episode, I recently had an article that launched on Kourtney Kardashian's site, poosh.com. I'll put that in the show notes. And this article struck a nerve on a few people when I discussed some red flags for recognizing Mr. Wrong. Of course, the article did point out, take all of this. It essentially said, take this with a grain of salt. And there's always an exception to every rule, but still peeps got pissed. And um, I'm going to continue this topic, which really does hit some nerves because I think red flags and especially when we're online dating are important to note. And who am I? I just happen to be a heartbreak coach. I just happen to be a 38 year old woman who has been studying this shit for a long time. I've been coaching for three years, but I think it's safe to say I've had my nose in a self-help book for at least 11 years. And I've also always been a girl's girl. So I've heard so many stories. I'm also an actress, so I've heard a lot of drama. I've been a part of a lot of drama. I've created a lot of drama. And uh, I, I really think I know a thing or two about recognizing red flags. And I think some of them are very subtle. And Jamie just cracks me up. She is so hilarious and she's so intelligent. And I think she's so high quality. I actually think that there are a lot of really intelligent, high quality women hanging out in Los Angeles who move through the challenges of dating like we do. And Jamie will share her experience of being my friend, which is half annoying, <laughs> half amazing. Am I, is that, is that accurate? Yeah. I mean, first of all, I love that you introduced me as a health coach because my most important credential in life is being single. I feel like there's nothing I have. <laughs> being a health coach is like what I know and it's what I do for a living and, and health and wellness is my thing. But 
not quite many things on this planet I'm more uh, experienced in than, than dating and being single, which is why, wow. you know, we've really bonded. And and I think we're going to have to help Jamie shift that story <laughs> with that label, but that will be another episode. So we already know Jamie's coming back. Uh, and Jamie and I have our 20 year high school reunion. We have yet to get details, but Jamie came up with the genius idea. So mm-hmm. you go ahead and. Yeah, we're thinking of, um, <laughs> of just dropping everyone with a little Romy and Michelle high school reunion <laughs> um, action <laughs> because A, I think it's, well, in a way it's like what they expect and like give the people what they want. Right. And we're like the two people who like left our hometown, live in LA. We grew up in New York in a small town yeah. in Westchester. And, um, we did the exact opposite of what most people did yeah. in our grade. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone got married and like moved back to the suburbs and have their kids now. And we're just like in LA being coaches <laughs> and going to yoga and drinking green juice and being single and ridiculous. So we're like, why not wear plastic clothing? <laughs> And just really as long as it's up. recyclable. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the perfect thing. We're going to reuse plastic for our costumes. I mean, we really it's are Renaissance women. It's yeah. so confusing why we're still single. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about a few red flags that I actually, I've been wanting to talk about this for a long time on this podcast, but I thought, you know what? I want to like gather information and, 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 really go over the trends that I'm seeing on the apps. Um, If you have been listening to my podcast for a while, you know that dating has not been my main focus. And I'm a big believer. And I learned this from Brooke Castillo, whose uh, thought model that she created, I, I teach and I implement in my own life. My coaches teach and implement with me. It seems like a very simple tool. I will, again, have a link in the show notes, but go back to episode one or listen to any of the episodes where I reference this thought model. But Brooke, is also a big believer in focusing on one thing. So I might have messed, I think I mentioned this in an episode a few episodes back where I was, it was about, uh, it was a little over a year ago and I reached out to her and I said, I'm, I'm 37. I was in her self-coaching scholars program. And I said, you know, I'm 37 and I'm also an actor. So I said, I just did this movie. And a lot of people are saying you need to strike while the iron is hot. And I'm also single and I'm also building my coaching business. And I, I know you say focus on one thing, but I just feel so pulled because dating and acting and building my coaching business are all very important to me. So what do I do? And she said, focus on one thing. I'm like, I knew you were going to say that as if like my problem was going to be different than someone else's as my other, my actual business coach, Stacey Bayman says, you think you're just this special little snowflake where the rules <laughs> just don't apply or you're the exception. Like, no, you really do have an excuse to not show up and live your best life. So um, Brooke said, you know, I always say focus on one thing. And she says, you know, I don't tell you to focus on one thing because I don't think that you could create a perfect partner. Perfect, not meaning he's perfect, perfect, but ideal for you. Yes. And that I couldn't, you know, take this acting uh, job that I booked and and have it leverage into something bigger and use that to pitch myself for more opportunities or that I can't also build my coaching business. But your efforts, when you put that into three, if you put your energy into three different areas that are pretty major, finding your person, 
acting in LA and building a business. Those are three huge endeavors. And um, the chances are is that I'm going to have minimal growth in all three. And so right away, I, I knew when I spoke to Brooke that my coaching business was where I wanted to focus. And that really has been my main focus over the last year. But there has been pockets where I've been a little bit more focused on dating and put my energy there. And so I've had some interesting experiences and Jamie has as well. So with that being said, I am currently on the apps and I just was having a few chuckles about some things that I've observed and I was taking notes. And so I'm just going to dive right in. I know Jamie has a couple of her own, which are pretty funny. So right off the bat, I actually did a recent post about this. And when dudes say no drama, (laughs) I'm just like, oh, okay, because every bitch on the app is going to be like, oh, no, I better swipe left because I'm totally no drama or or because I'm totally drama. Like No girl, because I know this as a previous total drama queen, and I know I still got a little bit in me, but when I was unconscious about feeling drama, right? I, I talk a lot on this on this podcast about mind drama and the drama that we create in our heads and the stories we create in our heads that creates a lot of negative emotion unnecessarily so. But the mind drama um, or the drama in relationships, I mean, I 100% in my 20s was totally dramatic and a nightmare. Um, let's call my ex-boyfriend, Mark. Um, we, I really want to bring him on. I just talked about that in the last episode. I haven't asked him yet, but in my brain, I'm like, he's coming on. We're going to have a great <laughs> laugh. But like when women who are really dramatic are on the apps and they see dudes say no drama, they think that they're no drama and they're going to be like, oh, that doesn't apply to me. Furthermore, dudes, When you're requesting no drama, that means that you've been in a relationship where there has been a lot of drama and it takes two to tango. 100%. I have to tell you, like, I do consider myself low drama. I actually had a boss who used to call me no drama, Jamie. I actually really believe that. Yeah, I am pretty easygoing, but it actually annoys me too when guys say that because I'm like, yeah, it takes two, right? And like, what are you attracting? Like, what are your thoughts about women in general? So I also don't like that no drama thing. That to me is such a turnoff, even though I, I consider myself that way. I'm yeah. like, no. So we go way back, as I said, to high school. Actually, we kind of forgot that story. But I love hearing Jamie say that because we really are very opposite mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And so it's refreshing for me because she 100% is totally no drama. <laughs> and for her to say that's annoying as well, yeah. that really validates yeah. my own annoyance. <laughs> It makes me think that they they stereotype women, right? Like yeah. They just see like when women have emotions and opinions and all this stuff. It's like that's not drama. That's mm-hmm. who we are. And if a woman is truly overdramatic in a way that's immature, then that's just personal growth work. I think they need to do. But for why guys, are you attracting her? To, exactly yeah. to pinpoint that it feel it starts to feel kind of petty. To me. It's like my narcissistic ex. Like she's so crazy, yes. and he told yes. me you know, all the time about all of his crazy exes. Like the common denominator is you, dude. And I mean, go back to episode five, my heartbreak story. I think I reference it in every episode (laughs) and you'll hear what crazy really is. Okay. Not bitter at all. Um, Okay. When they say, my mom says I'm. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yeah. Handsome, fun, a catch kill myself, swiping left 
Or when they have those um, kind of reviews, like, he's a great cook. He's <laughs> six seven, which I'm like, no one in LA is six seven. Yeah. Uh, no, not good. Okay, another one. When all of your picks have sunglasses. Mm, interesting. The eyes are the window to the soul. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah. doesn't work for me. What are yeah. your thoughts on that? Um, I I don't think I see that one that much, but that would definitely, I wouldn't like that. I, I need to see, I need at least one good picture of what he looks like. Because I feel like when there's too many sunglasses, hats the, from your back, when you're in the ocean surfing, which is a, a big red flag for me because I hate surfing. <laughs> yes, we need one good picture of what you truly look like. That's so important. Why is a red flag for you surfing? Because I hate surfing with every bone in my body. And there are so many people in LA who are so passionate about it. And I just know I'll never share that with someone. But like, so, I want to challenge you on okay, that. Okay, okay. I mean, I have never put one foot on a surfboard. Yeah. I, but it's interesting. I'm not drawn to the surfer either, but I'm not like red flag. Like if he's hot and he seems like a decent dude, but I think that there's just like a type, like a surfer type where they're like constantly at the beach, whatever. But like, what about, I mean, are you only interested in people who have similar interests? Weird that she's like my bestie and I don't know. No, no, not at all. Not at all. I really, I like when couples have different interests. It actually annoys me when couples want to be the exact same and have all the exact same interests. Mm -hmm. But I think the surfing thing, it's like from the very, okay, here's my big beef with online dating in general is how easy it is to just judge on the surface. Like, right. So if I see one of your main four or five pictures is you surfing, my thought is, Okay, this guy's obsessed with surfing. He's going to want me to do that with him. It's going to be you, a big No, that's line. way too presumptuous. Well, but that's what we do online. No. We make judgments. Okay, I definitely make judgments, but I would not be like, oh, he needs me. Like, if someone was golfing in all their picks, like, I have never golfed. I'm sorry to offend, but I it looks super boring to me. <laughs> I don't want to observe it, whatever. But, like, I think that that's the point is if you really click and he's your person, I might be interested in like taking a golf lesson yeah. just for, for the sake of it. See, that's funny. I'm down for golf. I'm not down for but surfing. But that's not so, the point. But, it but maybe I'm just like judging what a person who's obsessed with surfing is like. And that's so unfair. And this is a good point that like maybe I, that shouldn't be a deal breaker. But it, it makes me think, oh, you're a this type from. of person. Yeah. You want to live near the beach. You want to surf every morning. Smoke weed all day. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. But like. I know, but like, it's so funny. Golf would probably be more like not my style than surfing. But again, it's like if the person has substance on his profile. And I think that this is the whole reason why we want to do this episode, why I wanted to do this episode is really like nothing is black and white. And they're, I'm listing these red flags off. I'm sure people are like, I've swiped on a guy who said no drama, right? There's nothing <laughs> wrong. You haven't done anything bad. He's not going to, there's, you know, I just think it's like all perception, but really, I would love for the emphasis or the lesson of this episode to really catch what you are judging and why. Yeah. Well, I think the good point here is that substance trumps everything. Which why is did why... you have to say that word? Oh, sorry. Oh, it's okay. Keep going. Okay. Should we take it back? <laughs> no, it's all good. <laughs> substance so is more important, important than, than everything. Okay. 
Because yes, could my soulmate potentially be a surfer? Sure, I'm open to that. And like, if you have a profile where everything I'm reading, I really like, but there's a picture of you surfing, I would never not consider that person. Yeah, because what if you also met him at a bar and there's just this chemistry between right. you? That, of course, yeah, of yeah. course. But if some guys are really not great about putting a ton of in their profile, another red flag. If you have nothing written in your profile. Yes. And, and by the way, I think also it's important to say, I am speaking to an audience of women who I'm imagining want to meet their person, right? If you're just out there and you want to have a fun time and like, go find a fuck boy, like this episode probably is not that interesting yeah, to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I think That's this is really, long. you know, for, are you looking for your person and what are the things that they say? And, and furthermore, you know, when you see these things and you're like, oh, that's kind of annoying or whatever, but whatever, I'll stay open. And then you stay open and you look back and you're like, wish I didn't stay open, <laughs> which by the way, no regrets. You keep showing up. You keep putting yourself out there. I just say show up on a date in alignment with your thinking to get you the result that you want. So if you're just going out, I just did Insta stories on this the other night and I got a big reaction to it. I was going out on a Saturday night super early with my girlfriend at 6.15. We had 6.15 dinner reservations, hashtag early bird splash. And I was thinking about like, we got all gussied up to go out on a Saturday night at 6.15. And I just was like, so excited to see my friend, so excited to do my hair, put red lipstick on and go out and have a fun time. And I was inspired to do this Instagram story, just saying, go out and have fun. Don't say, oh, I have to go out at eight because maybe I'll meet someone or don't go out with a guy. Like, you know, I often hear from clients saying, oh my God, I don't have a date this weekend and I really wanted to be going out and I want to be making more of an effort. Well, I want to be going out and I want to be making more of an effort even despite my business being the, the number one thing, which now I realize I didn't finish the point on that. Shocker. But Brooke's whole point about going in on all one thing, it's not about that you can't grow all three areas. It's just that they're just going to grow minimally. And if you choose one area, and you focus on that and you go all in. So obviously it's been my business and the person that I've become since last July and really going all in on my business is I'm a different woman. I consider myself a boss babe. And that makes me so much more confident in my dating life and so much more clear about who I am and what I want and all the things. And I've gotten more clear that acting doesn't really matter to me. And it's just really interesting to me because I always thought, oh, I'm going to be a yoga teacher to support acting and I'm going to be a life coach to support acting. And I never knew that this life coaching thing was just going to be my thing, my baby, my life, my world, my mission. And so I really think that it's so important to just hit a home on that to, you know, right now, you know, Jamie and I talk all the time, like, well, who are we? We're still single. And it's like, I'm single. And I totally own that I am single because of me. I'm not blaming LA. I'm not blaming the dudes that I've dated. None of them. My thoughts create my results. So even when you approach the app, what are you thinking? Are you thinking, oh, another bunch of losers I'm going to swipe on? Or you're just like not really consciously taking the person in. That's something that I've been paying attention to. And um, are you just going out on a date on a Saturday night to check the box because your coach told you, well, if you want to go out on dates, I've heard Brooke Castillo say that to people in self-coaching scholars or on her podcast, which again, I'll bring all those links to the prof uh, on the show nights, show nights, (laughs) show notes. Um, where she says, go out on like 200 dates. It's a numbers game. And that's the same, you know, agents say that about auditions, right? And casting directors just go out a bunch. It's kind of like stick up, you know, throw a bunch of spaghetti at the wall and, and see what sticks. 
Fine if that's your main focus, but I'm not doing that when I'm working 50 hour weeks and talking about people's heartbreak for <laughs> currently 17 hours a week and getting coached myself and doing the podcast and wanting to have a life. So I, I've made a rule with myself is I'm only going out with someone if I think he seems really intriguing and I'm genuinely really excited. That said, there can be quote unquote red flags or my hair is raised like I'm going out on a date on Thursday. I'll let you guys know how it goes. Hopefully she hasn't figured out who I am and he doesn't listen. But there are just some things I'm just like, oh, super cute, super attractive. He does have kids. And I mean, hello, 38 years old. I'm realizing and recognizing the fact that chances are I could meet someone who's been married and has kids before. And I'm totally open to that. But a big thing I, I believe about kids, and this is my belief system, is if I'm dating someone who has kids, I'm definitely coming in second, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And that just doesn't fly with me. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's just not going to work for me. No, but it's just like, you know, when you date someone, the kids should be the first priority. And actually, I would be turned off if they yeah. weren't the first priority. Yes. And just right off the bat in the little bit of interaction that we've had, it's very clear that his kids are very important to him. And But that being said, it's like, okay, you get to know the person. Maybe you fall in love. Maybe... Six months in, you meet the kids or whatever he feels comfortable with, whatever. Again, this is now major story making, right? But then it's like, you're not potentially marrying just one person. You're potentially marrying the family. And again, everyone could be listening to this and thinking, whoa, slow down. It's just a first date. I'm just really conscious about it. And I don't want to waste my time. And I've done so much wasting of my time and gone into so many first dates unconsciously. And I don't want to do that anymore, especially with my precious time. And because I'm not making it my first priority. Yeah. And as a child of divorce, I want to thank you on behalf of all children of divorce, (laughs) because I mean, this is a little bit of an aside, but it's a good point in our late thirties when we're dating a lot of men do have kids and they are divorced and it's a big consideration. And we do have to think of ourselves as second because mm-hmm. those kids have been through a lot and yes. they're in the formative years of their lives. They don't have the chance to think critically and rationally through experience the way we do. And so we do have to be super conscious of that. And I could not be more thankful to my parents and my step parents for being so aware of how they were putting us in their dating. So, oh, I yeah, it's very important. Very it's important. so important. So yeah, there's, there's no red flags with this guy. I really hope that he doesn't listen to this <laughs> episode. I'm sure he has a life and wouldn't care to, but if he's anything like me, I Google stock. So, but if he does, I think he'd love to hear this because it must be a concern for men too, who are divorced and have kids when they're out dating women, especially a woman who doesn't have kids. And they're worried like, is this woman's going to want my time and my attention? And is she going to understand that my kids come first? And it's really, 100%. I think it's really great for this for everyone to know that like, yes, these children are the top priority. 100%. Aren't I so considerate? (laughs) Are. (laughs) But my point of this is there's no red flags with him or anything like that. It's just that it's like, okay, that's something to take into consideration. And what would that look like? And can we balance that? Well, and that would require major communication and vulnerability and honesty. And yes, I'm a coach, but being in it, I mean, that's, that's, a challenge. And, and so it's just taking in past experience and being really conscious and noticing automatic judgments. Cause I would say a few years ago, I probably was not interested in dating someone who has children and no, it's not coming from a place of, well, time's running out. So I better (laughs) increase my chances and just lump in the dads. It's just like, Oh, that, 
that's not so bad. Like if you're supposed to be my person, and this is what I say to my clients who are in relationships or they're swiping away or they're single and mad about being single and don't think that their person is out there. It's just like, how picky are you being? How closed off are you? Because your thoughts create your results. But once again, I think every person is unique and needs to know themselves. Because for some people, men with kids are a red flag. And and you need to know that like, if you can't come second, if you can't be the top priority, if you can't be the sole Mm -hmm. focus, then that is a red flag for you. And I think for, well, I wouldn't call it a red flag. It's just not for you, but like for somebody who, who can't, who doesn't want that. Right. But I think that that should be given a different name. I know it's just Mm -hmm. about semantics. I don't think it should be red flag is like, yes, toxic, not okay. You're going to mistreat. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I, I would never say a man with children is a red flag. Right. It's just, that's just, I, I I think it's totally fine if a woman feels, yeah. I really just want to be first, or I just want to start my own family with someone. Mm-hmm. So totally, totally. I don't think that there's anything wrong if you're not open to it, but just getting really clear as to why. And I think probably because I've been so devoted to growing this business, I'm like kind of okay with it because I realize now, and even just with the last few guys that I've dated, I'm like, even this date, we we connected last week and I, I will not date someone during my week because I'm coaching so much and I'm giving so much of my mental energy and emotional energy and sharp listening and communicating so many hours a week. I'm just like, yeah, are you available like at the end of next week, <laughs> which he was totally fine with, but that my business is really my priority. Mm-hmm. And so I really want to, I, I can honestly say I would want my, eventually my relationship. And if that turns into me starting my own family, that of course I want that to be my first priority, but this, this, um, what am I, what am I calling this empire that oh. I'm building? Yes. <laughs> yes. That is the perfect word. Um, big things are happening for Claire, the heartbreak coach. So you guys just all stay tuned. But anyway, we have gone on a million tangents. Mm -hmm. I would like to circle back. Okay. Welcome to Jamie's life. An actual red flag. An actual red flag. (laughs) Um, okay. So black and white picks. I know. I knew you were going to be surprised by that one. I think it's artsy. I also think you can't really fucking tell what they look like with black and white pictures. <laughs> Do you mean blurry black and white pictures? No, I mean full on black and white pictures. You just don't know what their coloring is. And again, this is sounding very superficial, but I just, I look, at the end of the day, you and I have been on the dates, uh, the dates. We've been on the dates. The dates. We've been on the apps long enough. I can tell now. Yeah. That guy is going to look exactly the way he is portraying himself on the apps. And there are other guys where I'm like, can't tell, can't yeah. tell. And the ones who I can't tell never look like what I'm hoping they mm-hmm. look like. Right. And so a black and white picture, it's just, it's, it's no pun, a gray area. <laughs> Wait, are you okay with one black and white mixed in with a couple of color picks? Fine. Okay, yes. Okay. As long as those color picks are... Clear. Very clear. Yeah. Up front. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Jamie has one, which I think is a yeah. little bit weird, but anyway. Okay, go whatever. Ahead. It's a little petty, but one of my big pet peeves is the overemphasis of Halloween costumes. And it's probably because I'm such a Halloween hater. Whatever. I don't know why. Why are we a Halloween hater? I don't know. It was like back in college. I had a big exam day after Halloween. Everyone's like out and partying. And I had FOMO, which wasn't even a thing back then. She's traumatized. <laughs> but I, I am. I am. It's like post-trauma. And so I've hated Halloween ever since. And, uh, 
So yeah, when guys over, no, here's the thing. If Halloween is like your big passion and you love it and it's like your thing, you should probably put that on your profile because I think you should always represent who you are on your profile. Like, Shout out to my bestie, Danielle Simone, who you know. Uh-huh. She loves Halloween and I try to remember. Shout December. out to all the Halloween lovers out there, right? You should <laughs> love what you love. I hate it. It's fine. Um, so no, my audience is just, like, yeah, oh, people are so passionate <laughs> about Halloween. I'm so sorry. I know. I know it's weird. I had a great Halloween last year, but that's another story. But I, I don't know. It's like, I want to know who you are as a person, not like this one goofy day of the year. And I think that's why I hate Halloween. People are able to hide who they are. And I'm Ooh, this I'm is wanna, getting really deep. deep. I like to know who people are. I don't want anything hidden from me. I don't want anything below the surface until I know you really well. So the Halloween costume thing. And I also think guys have a misperception about like, like your bros think it's hilarious what you were for Halloween. And they think it's like hilarious that you're like crushed beer cans on your head. Like women don't. I don't. I, I, I actually totally agree with you yeah. on the Halloween thing. It's just that actually you made the connection that, oh, they must be dressed up for Halloween. I'm like, why are they all in these like outfits? <laughs> because I think the actor in me is like, oh, oh is yeah. he an actor? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. I didn't even put that on my list. Actor. Red flag. <laughs> I would have to agree with that one. I love all of you actors out there. It's just that my experience yeah. with them. And I also have dear friends who are in relationships with actors and they're in amazing, healthy relationships. And honestly, I just, I do know some really high quality dudes. I'm just laughing because I think during my very dramatic days, I was dating dramatic actors and it was a shit show. So I think that's my trauma response to Jamie's Halloween in in, uh, college. That's my trauma response is, oh, you're an actor? Swipe left. Yeah. Um, That's actually not true. I think jokes aside, there are some lovely men who are actors who are high quality, super intelligent, super focused. They are not man children. They have a lot of emotional availability. I think a lot of artists and I've I've experienced this more in LA than New York, for sure. Mm -hmm. A lot of artist male friends I know have done a lot of work on themselves and it's really amazing to see. And so uh, that aside, I can honestly say I, I definitely used to be in that black and white thinking, oh, I can't date actors. They're all narcissists. Because mm-hmm. shocker, yeah. River back to episode five. He was an actor. But I definitely know some really high quality actors. And I would say on Bumble, I'm more, this is just my automatic human response. I'm probably going to swipe left if you're an actor. But if I was at a bar and I met like a really cool, high quality dude and he told me he was an actor, mm-hmm. I would totally, if he asked for my number, whatever, maybe I could ask for his. I don't know. It could get crazy. So I, I never have asked. That's that's a whole other episode. I mean, yeah, same. But, uh, this is where we're very similar. Yes. No, I have not asked for his number or any dude's number, but... Yeah, I just think you've got to, again, reevaluate the person. Jamie, do you have any other red flags? I do. I have a huge one. Okay. Um, Too many selfies and the first picture being a selfie. With a serious face with the brows are furrowed. I don't care what it looks like. If the first, if the lead picture were more than two pictures out of, let's say, five or selfies, automatic. I totally agree. But you know the furrowed eyebrow look that we're talking about. I mean, brutal. Yes. That's next level now. (laughs) That is next level now. But for me, it's like you couldn't find anyone to take a picture of you you couldn't you don't have one good picture of you like a selfie to me is like 
this is just my judgment. Like you have no friends, you're alone in your apartment, you're a little creepy and you just held a camera up to your face and took a selfie. Like I'm down with one or two selfies. It's the culture we live in, especially if it's like playful, but if it's serious, the furrowed brow, the pouty lips on a man, like not a good look. No. And on the flip side, the professional photos that are like the same outfit, but in different angles where they're like sitting, standing, same outfit. And it's like, you hired a photographer for your profile what you put on linkedin should not be what you put on your no but they're not even linkedin like they're like lifestyle shots that you can tell yeah i'm serious that has happened okay another big one for me is different hairstyles and facial hair on the same profile like Mm. who will i see when i enter into the bar Mm. i'm okay with that but but what if you're like uh, drawn towards like one look more than another or like yeah. really long hair and then the next is like a buzzed cut? I think that's weird. And also you're posting pictures that are what one of them is not recent. Yes, that that is true. That bothers me. Yeah, I, I'm OK with that. I'm OK with that. Jamie likes surprises. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm like, I'll go with the flow on that one. And I think maybe I'm like whatever I'm not in I'm not leading with what you look like so how do you feel about a man writing I look a lot younger than my age you see that oh I've seen that multiple times can't this is like an entirely picture-based experience I couldn't just tell that you look younger they needed to tell us okay that's a problem anything you need to tell me that I can already from with my eyes no yep no uh, I look a lot with a lot of men in their fifties. Maybe I have fifties in my profile and you don't. Oh no. I usually cut it off. At like I think 50. I cut it off at 50 cause that's 12 years older than me uh-huh. and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Hello daddy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've had one glass of wine and you know, I'm drinking a lot less. So go straight to I mean, the head. Yeah. It's Okay. Okay, I have one more. Do you have any more? I have one more. You tell. You go. This, um, okay, so when people complain about dating in LA, they talk about everything being super superficial. But I think you either sort of attract and seek that out or you don't. So I personally don't like a lot of topless muscle pictures. I don't need to see your like ripped bod. It's not a big thing for me anyway. I totally agree. I want someone who values their health and like their fitness and who's active because those are important things for me. Oh, they are? Uh We're going to get into that in a second. (laughs) But I don't need to see three pictures of you flexing with no shirt in your swimsuit like on the beach. It's just... Or gym selfies. No, no, definitely. I totally agree. 100%. And by the way, I take some for my Instagram when I'm on my health kicks and stuff. But like that's my personal physical health growth yes versus look at me in the most amount of skin that you can possibly see and once again if the gym is your life like because there are people who are you know obsessed with the gym and with fitness you should put that up there because i i would like to know that about you that you're going to dedicate several hours a day to your body if you you know if you're just a normal person and you're showing me like all these gym selfies to show me you have a ripped bod like i don't want someone who's putting that much emphasis and thought into how they look like I I want you to be like a balanced human. Okay. So I'm going to share one more. It's just lame, but I just want to say it because I'm just like, guys, do not swipe right on this dude. My Uber rating is a 4.99. Like, it's just not funny. It was funny when it first started. Well, it's, that's like a (laughs) five-year-old joke and I don't want to hear it anymore or read it anymore. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is a great segue. Jamie and I, obviously, we're talking about what we wanted to cover on this episode. And here we are judging all the dudes' profiles, yeah. but we have not talked about our own. And so Jamie was saying before this, and I'll let you say yeah. most of it, that ultimately what you're putting on your profile, you're kind of thinking, ooh, what will they like versus her, you being totally cell phone. This is who I am. Jamie, it's um, an understatement to say she is a health freak of nature. <laughs> and I call her every single time anything hurts. I'm like, oh, I broke a nail. What do I do to strengthen them? And she's like, oh my God, you need to go to Erewhon and you need to like buy XYZ supplements and your life will be changed forever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And then she actually calls me for boy advice, which is crazy because I'm like, have you seen my results? (laughs) She calls me for the tough love, right? Yes, I do call you for tough love. I love it. You need to have someone in your life who gives you the honest tough love. Even though she never takes it, but she like. I do. Well, I take it to heart. I don't always put it into practice. (laughs) Murder. But no, seriously, like before we started this, we were talking. I'm like, are we just going to sit here and be judgmental bitches about everything (laughs) men do wrong and all our petty annoyances? And like, you know, and my big thing, I've said it a few times, is like what you put on your profile should reflect you. It should reflect who you are, what you care about. And what I realize is like a big thing that I'm doing wrong on my profile mm-hmm. because I tend to get into a lot of relationships and then I get annoyed like one month, two months, three months in when I'm like, wait, this guy does not share my values about health and wellness. He's sucking drinks, diet, coke. Ugh. I mean, he might as well be shooting heroin. That is like a serious deal breaker. I would rather he do the heroin than the Diet Coke. I mean. You heard it right here, (laughs) folks. She wants a drug addict versus a Diet Coke drinker. If you know of any in Los Angeles, send them her way. (laughs) Heroin addict who hates Diet Coke. There we go. My dream man. Um, Just say it on the profile. This is what I'm looking for. So, yeah, so health and wellness is a huge, huge part of my life. Like, it's everything to me. It is my number one value system. But I also am a normal person, right? But I think I overemphasize that other side of myself because I'm so intent on being like, I'm easygoing. I love college football. I love dive bars. I love, I'm so normal. But like, when it comes down to it, I'm not normal. Like, my biggest priority in life is my health and is the health of this world. And that's like the work I'm doing to shift in this world. And I need to get better on my dating profile at reflecting that because I don't get to complain when I'm in a relationship and three months in somebody shows up with a Diet Coke and it annoys the (laughs) piss out of me to the point where I'm like ready to break off a relationship and I tell people and they think I'm nuts. But it's like I can't be surprised if I don't lead with ask for it on my profile, which I don't. Yeah. So you were saying earlier before we started this episode, you said that you emphasize in your profile that you love dive bars, but you haven't emphasized what a health freak of nature you are. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny because I'm really good friends with you. And I know way more about the fact that you're a health freak than I know about your love of dive bars. And I can't believe. So you heard it here, folks. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Revelations. Love me a good dive bar. But the thing is, like, I would do that maybe twice a month and maybe have one drink, right? So, like, it's something I really do love, but it's not my day-to-day life. Like, my day-to-day life is, you know, eating all organic, drinking green juices, going to yoga, being, like, the most cliche LA person ever. And even though I'm not cliche in the sense of, like, floating on clouds, like, my value system is very grounded in health and wellness, but 
I know that I don't always put that out there. So I don't get to complain about the guys on an online profile who just focus on like the dive bar college football thing. And then I get surprised when we're not compatible. So, Mm. yeah. So, so can we change it immediately? (laughs) Yeah. I'm actually not on the apps right now. I took a little break, but when I go back on, if I go back on, it, it has to be more honest. I think it's the, the big lesson here is like, you have to be honest about who you are and like reflect that because it's so easy to craft this image of who you are online. Like you get to put the most perfect pictures, you get to like craft your text, you get to be witty, you get to like be this person. And it's like, no, like once again, the lesson in life is always just like be who you are and ask for what you want, right? Ask for what you want. Like I want someone who values health and wellness, they don't have to value it as much as me. That's like next level insanity, but who it is a value for them and who also can have balance and flexibility in their life. Like I don't want them to be like so 100% freakish about it that like we can never do anything like fun and normal, but yeah, but it has to be a balance. So yeah. And this is what brings me to, I think the best way to wrap it up is that just call us fucking Goldilocks because- here we are, <laughs> single ladies in our late 30s. And I totally self own that. But there's a lot of like, you know, I recently went on a date with a guy and he was so nice. So nice. Right. What's that? Nice. What dicks for being nice? <laughs> I mean, really? Right. And then you've got like guys like I literally heard from an old fuck boy uh, this past week mm-hmm. and he is probably one of the funniest dudes I've ever dated. Like we have just like the best laughs and it's like, ah, you know, it's like, I really enjoy that very like sarcastic, raunchy Irish humor. That's like just my jam. And I want someone to be really nice Mm -hmm. and be really good in bed and want the same things I want on the same timeline and be emotionally available <laughs> and be passionate about what he does. You are and, so easygoing. And like, you know, well, I said, be amazing in bed. So great chemistry. Yeah. But that being said, I also am someone who definitely goes on dates two, three, four to see if there is something there. On the flip side, I definitely have been hearing, especially from people in their late 30s and their early 40s say like, well, I'm just going out with him. He's so nice. And I'm like, that's the only reason why you're going out with him or I'm going out with him because he really likes me. And like, it just feels nice. Or, or, well, at least I've literally had friends say, well, at least you're going to get a free dinner out of it. I'm like, I don't, I don't want a free dinner. I'm a boss, babe. I can buy myself my own dinner. Um, So really just getting very go back to Brooke Castillo's model. If the result that you want is to find your person, right? That's the result. But what do you need to think? If you're thinking LA sucks, New York sucks, shout out to my Dublin ladies. Mm. If the Dublin guys are terrible, right? Like just, I used to have an Irish accent, but I think that was pretty good. That's good. Um, thank you. I that. My cousin David was visiting from Dublin and I met him and his wife and his three boys this morning for breakfast. And he told me, that he said, do you remember that party we went to? And I said, 
the, when I was like 14, it was the first time I got drunk with you guys. Yeah. And David's uh, like 12 years older than me. And my brother, one of my brothers, we were all out and I got drunk on like four Bulmers, which is like a cider. Mm-hmm. And, and he said, some creepy guy came over to you. And I was like, oh my God, I literally was 14. And David was like, yeah, he came over to you and he introduced himself and you turned over to him and you, you said, well, hi, whatever his name. He's like, oh, I'm John. And I just looked at him and I shook his hand. I was like, hi, John, I'm 14. How old are you? <laughs> you know, never lost it. I learned young not to tolerate any creepy dudes. Oh right. But anyway, as usual, I digress. Your thoughts create your results. So if you're thinking the guy is terrible and then you're feeling you're feeling dread going on the date and then you show up on the date and you're just like, yeah, I wasn't even interested anyway. And are there exceptions? Yes, there are always exceptions where I wasn't that excited and he ended up really pleasantly surprising me. Sure. But if your pattern is all the time that you're just forcing yourself to go on dates and you're confused, I've heard people say to me, like, I've been on like 50 dates this year. Literally. And I'm like, okay, but then you are the common denominator, like figure it out. And this is not an opportunity to shame anyone who's listening. It's just like you get to shift you. And so if the result that you want is to meet your person, you've got to be thinking like, I'm really excited to meet my person. Like if I'm amazing and I'm really happy in my life and I'm happy in my career and I'm happy with my finances and I'm happy with the place that I'm living in and I'm happy in my body and I've got a great full social life. And the one thing that I really just want to add to my life is a partner. I've got so much to offer in conversation because I'm so stimulated and fulfilled and I'm doing all these different things and I'm traveling and I'm taking up random hobbies or whatever it is. Like, if you're really dating yourself and psyched about sharing who you are and psyched about getting curious about meeting someone else. And, you know, I like to think sometimes this is such a dorky thing. I'm going to say it. Only one glass of wine, guys. Um, You know, I'm a huge Bachelor fan. I don't care. Totally going to own it. And when they're just like, my husband could be in this room. (laughs) It's like, you just don't know you're going on a date and and whatever any dude who might have dated me who's listening to this or any dude who uh is dating me (laughs) (laughs) is like oh shit she's like totally planning our (laughs) wedding it's just you just never know like I really believe I'm gonna find my person but I digress as usual welcome to Jamie's life as being my very close friend (laughs) the bottom line is if you're thinking that it's terrible to go out on these dates with these guys and you're blaming your city and you're blaming the caliber of men in your city and all the things when you're thinking that they suck before you go on the date you're feeling discouraged and then you show up your action line so I'm doing Brooke Castillo's model right now the circumstances going on a date with Joe the thought is ugh, I'm not that into him anyway the feeling is discouragement. You show up on the date and you're already in judgment. You're already deciding that he's not the guy and he's not your person. And then you're not being your best self. And you know what? Energetically, he's not going to show up. It's like, I guess I was going to make the analogy of an audition where you're like, I'm probably not going to book it, but like go make it the best audition and, and have no attachment to the outcome because if you're competing against 300 people, like go make it your best fucking audition. But if you're not going to put in the effort for the audition because you don't think that you're going to book it, you're definitely not going to book it. I think that's actually a really good analogy. Yeah. And so what could you think going on this date? Well, first of all, if he is all the red flags that we have mentioned before <laughs> on Bumble with the black and white pictures and 
into a different facial hair and hairstyles and yeah. uber rating jokes costume. and Halloween costumes. The surfer. Oh, the surfer, because, oh my God, what, what dicks those people are for loving the ocean. <laughs> right. But like, if you're, if you know, you're seeing all those things that just don't work for you, then just fucking swipe left on him. That's something new that I've been doing is really like I used to just swipe right and then decide later and then unmatch. First of all, it feels really shitty when you match with someone and you write them and then they unmatch you because they just like didn't take a close enough look. And then they're like, wait, at Claire, the heartbreak coach, fuck that. I don't put red that flag. on. Red She's flag. a life coach. <laughs> totally. Actress, yogi and life coach. Bye. I know. Meanwhile, like I'm like, don't swipe on actors. And then like so many people would be like, oh my God, she's such an LA cliche. And let alone like heartbreak. So clearly like, clearly there's drama. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. But um, yeah, it's like, how do you want to show up? And so um, being present on the dates is super important. And this is something you actually really helped me shift my thoughts around. Um, Wait, I helped you? You did. Um, You know, that's why I brought her on here. I swear I didn't pay her. (laughs) No, seriously, I used to approach dating, especially online dating, with so much dread and so much obligation. It was like this heaviness. And I remember I'd call you and be like, I'm going back on the apps and I have all these dates and I hate this. And like, you know, I know I have to do it if I'm going to find someone. And you'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, first of all, you need to shift your thoughts or this is just A, it's not going to work and B, it's going to be torture. And you're right. And now I, I was like, you know what? I need to approach this differently. Otherwise, I'm going to hate every minute of it and I'm not going to meet my person. So like, what is the point? So now thanks to you, you're like the voice in my head. Aren't you happy about that? (laughs) I really approach dating with curiosity and with a sense of like lightheartedness and fun. And I think I'm going out to meet another human being in this world. And every human being has some value and some, you know, something about them that you could find interesting or endearing. And, you know, best case scenario, they end up being your soulmate. And it's like, yeah, I made the effort, you know, but what happens most of the time is that it's just like an okay time with an okay person. But I I just shifted. What has happened? It doesn't currently happen. We don't tell the story like that really happens. It's like what has happened in the past. Yes. What has happened in the past is that, you know, I've had a lot of just very fine, okay dates with, with nice guys and, didn't like light my soul on fire. They weren't going to be the one. Or vagina. What? Didn't light your soul or your vagina. I guess. <laughs> true. Um, yeah. But I, I just don't look at it as a waste of time, as a burden, as an obligation. I look at it as this was a nice chance to like meet another human. And, you know, worst case scenario, they're an awful person. Well, either it's a great story or a learning experience, but I definitely approach dating with so much more like curiosity and openness. Thanks to you. <laughs> Well, that makes me so happy. And I love what you said that every human being has value. Yeah. Like even the the tool bags who show up a fucking hour late and are just total dingbats. And I heard this word for the first time, this name for the first time on The Bachelorette last week, douche canoe. Such a douche canoe. I'm totally stealing that. But yes, every human does have value, including... My narcissistic ex, he has value. Like he taught me the greatest lessons of Mm -hmm. my life to date. And um, to add to being open and present, which I'm so glad that you're carrying that with you, is that you're you're owning that you're showing up 
right? Yeah. I again, I'm very clear and intentional that my big focus on the one thing is is my business, but when I do show up on a date it is it is because I have intentionally decided that there is something that piques my interest to show up and get to know this other human being. And if it doesn't work out and to be open and to hear this person's story and, you know, learn something new about someone like the guy I'm going out with on Thursday, he has an Irish Catholic background and just, there were a couple of funny tidbits that we had in common. And it's just like, Oh, we can talk about our fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. My parents are amazing people. I don't want it to be that I'm uh, shitting on them, but you know, the stuff that we learned, Jamie was also raised Catholic. We're not blaming our parents. We're blaming the institution. (laughs) And our parents put us in the institution, but it's fine. But, you know, having common ground and exchanging stories and different backgrounds and all the things like that's just interesting and they don't have to be their person. But at the end of the day, I think like I hear a lot of time like it's such a waste of my time or I hear dudes say like, and I wasted so much money. And it's like, first of all, if you have it, like just be grateful that you have it to spend it on that. And again, it's just another experience. And the bottom line is you are showing up. Yes. And I th- I'd say another thing that dating has taught me is that there actually are a lot of really nice guys out there. And, really yes! guys. and just because it's not my guy and he didn't end up being like the perfect match for me. It's like, I have gone out with a lot of really nice guys in the city and they are going to be the perfect nice guy for somebody. And so they are out there and we just have to really, you know, even though we're in our late thirties and we tend to think, Oh, I need a nice guy. I've got to like, you know, I've got to settle. I've got to take him because another one's not going to come along. And that's so defeatist and, and sad. And I think we shouldn't have to settle and we should hold out for the person who checks all of our boxes. And, um, Oh, this whole, right? I love that you brought that up. I think this whole, oh, but he's nice and he likes me. So I just like feel like I should give him a chance. So fucking what? Of course, every man, like I assume any woman listening to this podcast and dude, I assume you're amazing. Like really. And like, if you don't think you're amazing, you should reach out to me for a consultation because I think I'm amazing. Jamie, do you think you're amazing? I do. It took me a long time, but I do. It took me such a long time. And any of you who are uncomfortable, I wonder if any of my Irish listeners are uncomfortable (laughs) hearing us American girls say we're amazing, but I really, I really do. I really think I'm amazing. I am not perfect. I think my tough love has gotten me into trouble. I should bring on Heather Rose Adair sometime. (laughs) My tough love, even with my loved ones and my friends has definitely gotten me into trouble and my fiery Irish personality. And that's something that I really own about my personality, but I know that it can sometimes be taken too far. And, you know, that the people who love me know that it's always coming from a great place. But I'm like, no, it's this. You need to look at it like this. What are you doing? And it comes off as like, yeah, like Heather's just like, it's your tone. Sometimes your tone is a little bit aggressive. And I have a good guy friend and he he's the same. He's just like super aggressive in his delivery. And I'm like, I feel like you're yelling at me while you're helping me. It's just knowing and understanding, you know, where it's coming from, but really owning like all the reason why I'm hitting home on that is I I'm not sitting here saying I'm perfect by any means, but I'm sitting here with my super high quality bestie who I've known for over half my life. And, um, just, I think if you do not think that you are amazing, don't go out on dates. 
really and truly, if you're looking for someone amazing, but you don't own your amazingness. And I know that that's hard. And trust me, I work Mm -hmm. with women who really struggle with that and I get it. And I just thought that if the person who I was with thought that I was amazing, that that was the answer. Like, that's what I needed. Like, I I remember being in therapy and just being like, but he doesn't think I am. And she's like, and so what if that's the case? Right. And I'm like, no, it, it does matter. Like to me, that was a fact. Yeah. Like what my ex thought of me and it all has to come from within yourself. And that is exactly what all of my work entails is that everyone's coming to me and you're listening to this podcast called how to stop wanting him back. Well, the first step, yes, I say the first step is admitting that you do because you just have to lean into whatever feels true that your heart and your head are saying to you and move through that. Because I think a lot of people suppress and are ashamed of, of feeling that way. But you think that you're coming to me to learn how to stop wanting him back. But learning how to stop wanting him back is by learning how to fall the fuck in love with yourself. And if you're not interested in that, you probably shouldn't call me. Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah, no man is ever going to complete you. And, you know, a man who you think does worship you or does love you or, or, or gives you this sense of yourself, but who isn't the right person for so many other reasons, like he's emotionally unavailable. He's this, he's that you know, that's where the work lies. That's where it's like so important to own and love yourself because it it, it was, it will never be sustainable to find that from external sources. And him lighting up your vagina does not mean that he is your person. Like there will be other people out there. And I say this, especially to my ladies in their late teens throughout their twenties. I know for me, like I was this sheltered little girl from Westchester. And then I like was bright eyed and bushy tailed. Oh God, that was a terrible um, (laughs) pun. I just said the word vagina before, but, but like, I just, when I started kind of immersing myself into acting professionally and getting into these acting classes and like dating these bad boys and like these addicts and like, I'll save him Mm -hmm. and all the things. But it was just this like bad boy draw and not at all. Like, are you a quality person and, you know, partner and friend? And do you like care about me as a person and not just to get in my pants and contribute to a lot of drama as well, you know? So an attraction. I think that was like a big thing for me was that I was like, no, but I just like know that I feel something for him because I felt this like draw to him physically. Yeah. That's called oxytocin. 100%. (laughs) It's a powerful hormone. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. It's, I said this, I think in the last episode, I talked about how my therapist mentioned her name in every episode, Ashley Graber, LA based. I'll put her in the show notes. She said, um, if, if, you if you if you lock eyes with a guy and he makes your panties want to drop, mm-hmm. run the opposite direction. Because exactly. on a soul level, I fucking hate the word panties. But yes. Exactly. By the way, how many times have I f bombed and Jamie hasn't said it once? Because she's a lady. <laughs> I feel like I'm a guest on your podcast. Oh, I'm on my F-bomb. best behavior. I'm on my best fucking behavior. Woo! There it is. <laughs> there it is. But the panty dropper thing, it's it's like your soul, like your soul is looking to learn a lesson. And I have to say, the first time I met my narcissistic ex, he was dating someone else at the time. And it was a couple of years before we started dating. And I just, everything in my body was just like, that guy is trouble. And then I went to LA and I came back and he just like swept me off my feet. And I just totally 
let myself get sucked in. He didn't do it. So any of you out there that's like, he did this to me, he sucked me in. Like, I can't help how I feel when I'm around him. Like I, like my stomach, like I don't, I don't even know how to be. And like, I feel weak in my knees literally. And everything feels like jelly. Like you get to control that. He does not have that power over you. And if you feel that way on a first date, like ground yourself, stop drinking alcohol, find your feet on the ground and breathe. And if you go home and you have sex with him, I'm not like, go do whatever you need to do. And I'm not here to shame or blame. But if you're wondering like, where did he go afterwards? Like, you know, just, just know that again, your thoughts create your results and that little trajectory of thoughts to results, there's an A line in between that, right? So there's an action to take. So when you're feeling that kind of panicky, sort of out of control, high, and you're sort of like outer body, like ground yourself, hydrate yourself and keep yourself sober because especially just to Jamie's point, when the oxytocin releases, especially then when you have sex with someone, when you're feeling that draw, I know for me, when I'm dating someone, like I can tell, like, I'm not really sure how I feel about this person. So I'll go out with them or whatever. And it takes time. And then there are other people that I'm like, I just feel this innate pull and attraction. So I would be very cautious about the physical connection because I don't want to be bonded. And and I, there, you know, plenty of studies out there showing that women do bond quicker to men and it is not the same for them as it is for women. But that being said, Men also do say that I have fr- male friends and sex is important to them with the right women. And I'm not saying men don't give a shit about sex. So, yeah, they definitely give a shit about sex. Well, I mean, but they also like I do think that when they're having sex with the right woman, it matters to them yes. as well. But it's not just like, oh, I fucked her. Right, right, right. But um, I think it is safe to say that it probably matters more to the woman on an emotional level. Emotional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that said... Women do like to get laid and have their fun and more power to you on that. I think what it comes down to, again, is just being really, really clear. Like if you're feeling that pull towards that person, mm-hmm. be really conscious and yeah. cautious. So we basically just tell everyone, don't date nice guys and don't date bad boys. So <laughs> We're so smart. <laughs> you, were, you were calling us Goldilocks before. Did I call us Goldilocks on? I don't think so. Oh, I was saying it before. Like, too hot, too cold, too nice, too mean. Mm -hmm. Where's the jazz? (laughs) But it's not even about being picky or being superficial. It is staying, I think for me, like, staying really connected to, like, the things I want in a partner, what's really important to me, and making sure that I don't compromise my values just to be in a relationship, right? Like, just because we're in our late 30s, like we said, you know, we still get to find that person who, like, lights us up in all ways, in all parts, brain, body, everywhere in between. And, yeah, you know, you just got to, like, keep the faith and, and keep showing up. Showing up is the hardest part, but the most important part. Totally. And I think to add to that, because we've referenced ourselves and we are women in our late 30s and Jamie and I are definitely single available women who would like to have children. Does that sound like a turnoff <laughs> to anybody? Or- But here's my deal. I am fully prepared to have a child on my own if I hit 41, 42, and I decide that that is something that I really do want. That is not something that I'm like 100%. I am absolutely going to be a mother come hell or high water. Um, At this stage, I see that as a strong possibility. And so when I'm putting myself out there to date 
course, I'm not going to be like, do you want babies? You better make sure your babies. I do really like that Bumble has that option of like, yeah, wants kids, right? Or yeah. some people have kids and don't want more. Like that for me is just a no thanks because I definitely think if I'm in partnership, I for sure want to date someone who I think would make a good dad and yeah. who would want the same things. And uh, at the same time, like for me, it's like, I don't need a man to have to father a kid. And, yeah. and so for any of you out there who are just like, no, it has to look like this. Okay. But like that angsty energy of, are you the potential father of my children is like the hugest turnoff. And yeah, you might say, well, Claire, I'm not saying that on a first date, but like energetically, I mean, dudes have definitely said to me over the years, like, yeah, you're not just some chick. I'm just like gonna, you're, you're definitely, I've been told I've been wife material before. What? (laughs) Too bad. I don't have a predominantly male audience, but it's fine. (laughs) Right. But like, you know, and not to say that I haven't had my fun. I, I have my fun, but you know, so glad my parents no longer listen to this <laughs> podcast. Like there's no judgment on physical connection or physical fun or any of that. I just yeah. think the older that I get. And because as I've said, my business is my main focus that right now I'm just being super intentional with my time and super intentional on dating. And there are dudes in my life that if I really wanted to hook up with someone, like I could go get that taken care of. And there are times where that has happened. So Mm -hmm. no shame in that. Right. But it's like, I don't need, like, I just said this to a girlfriend last night. I said, you know, Oh, I don't know. Like, we'll see, like, I don't know what he wants. Like his profile was a little bit vague and she was like, who cares? And I'm like, Oh, I care. Like, I definitely care. Like if I find out that I'm dating someone and he has absolutely no interest in kids or marriage, like that is something that I definitely want. And that doesn't make him an asshole, but I'm willing to show up. I don't need to ask him on the app beforehand. Like, what do you want? No, no, no. You know, it's still about showing up, getting information, having fun, connecting with someone. And if they intrigue you, like the guy I'm going out with on Thursday is super hot. Love it. Yeah. According to his not black and white. Oh my God. He does have a black and white picture, but there are other but, pictures. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Also he has a baby picture. Um, Ooh. we don't need baby pictures. Like, unless if it's like, this is what our baby could potentially look like. <laughs> I don't know. But like, it's like, okay, you're a cute baby, but I'm never going to meet that version of yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that one. I'm, I'm okay with one baby picture, but... Um... I'm okay with zero. <laughs> well, Jane, you have been an absolute pledge. It's been amazing to be here and to talk to... I feel like I just got, you know, some, like, group therapy. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that! Um, it has been so much fun chatting about all things apps and dating and where can people find you to share a little bit more about what you do. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. And I'll put your website in the show notes, but first of all, I, I'm, well, I'll let you say. Okay. You well, basically I'm a health coach and health educator and my biggest passion is really helping women. And so many, we talk so much about this really finding self-love. So, you know, people, when they think about health, they think about like weight loss and they think about certain things like stress and sleep and energy. And that's all super important, but at the end of the day, I want to help women fall in love with themselves and with their bodies and to live super healthy, but for the sake of their, you know, feeling great and feeling comfortable in their skin. So if you want more information, my website is whole life gems and that's gems with a J J E M S dot com. Jamie is a walking encyclopedia for anything that's going wrong with me for, <laughs> um, I am not a doctor. Let me just preface that. <laughs> 
No, but she's like, oh, colloidal silver. I'm like, what the fuck is colloidal silver when I was had mm. severe food if poisoning? If you want to learn about colloidal silver, I do have an opt-in on my website. Oh, my- look at the time. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm going to just keep plugging here. Um, I have a natural medicine cabinet book that you can get on my website. Learn all about colloidal silver and all the other wonderful dorky things I talk about. Definitely subscribe to her site. It's such a beautiful site, too. I'm so proud of her. And... She's going to be offering a program soon. Yeah. So first program launching this summer is a kitchen clean out. So just like helping people set up their kitchen to really support their health and like eliminate all the little things that kind of sabotage us that we might not know about, like salt being a big one, little things like that. So lots of tips to set up your healthy living kitchen. And, you know, I think a big part of, of self-love and just creating the whole equation in your life is taking great care of yourself. So that's what I help you do. Amen. I love it. And um, I'm just so grateful because Jamie and I were not like besties in high school. And she came out here five years ago. I probably should have said this at the top of the episode. Hopefully we didn't lose you all. And she just reached out and said, I'm moving to LA. And I had been living here for like a year longer than Mm -hmm. her. And we just immediately clicked and just having that history and having someone like her out here and, you know, Romy and Michelle represent. She's just literally a gem with a gem of a person and a human and a health coach. And I just love her and I consider her my family out here. So check her out, hire her. She does have, she's not even saying it because she is, and I'm not just saying this, I'm not bullshitting you guys. When I say that I have a few spots left, it really is true for my one-on-one coaching program. And Jamie coaches very few one-on-one clients. I'm always encouraging her because obviously I'm projecting because that's like my main focus. I'm like, you need to help more people one-on-one. We can, you can ask her why (laughs) at another time, maybe we'll make an episode about that, but she has an amazing one-on-one coaching program. I have sent people her way. People have loved working with her. So do you have spots available? I should say. I do. I could take one or two people right now. Okay. So one or two people head on over to whole life gems. We will put the uh, site in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. Extra long special Mm. episode. I'm also, in addition to clients, accepting uh, potential dates and candidates. So if you know some like great men, my show. It's my show. It's my show. (laughs) Oh, wait. wait. (laughs) If you know potential men who aren't right for Claire, then send them my I'm way. I'm totally kidding. Send all the dudes who drink Diet Coke my way because that's a deal breaker for her. And I wish I was kidding, but I'm not. And I'll take the black and white baby pictures. Oh my God. Amazing. See, we're just so... Um, Together, we're per- the perfect. Yin and yang. Perfect. Yin and yang. All right, my loves. Thank you so much for listening. Would love your thoughts, comments, questions. Would also love any suggestions for topics on future episodes. And also do not forget to head on over to iTunes and, you know, just like give me five stars or something. Mm -hmm. Just like five. I've done it. Why haven't you done it? What? Be sure to write a little nice something that would really help me greatly as um, my audience is growing and the more reviews, positive reviews, the better it really helps me out. So I so appreciate you guys continuing to listen in. Lots of love. Until next time. Bye. Hey, love. If you're picking up what I'm throwing down and would like to deepen this work with me as your coach, go to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com forward slash work dash with dash me and apply for my six month one-on-one coaching program where we'll not only heal your heart, 
but take your entire life to the next level. I can't wait to read your application.